Hey, hey, Annika here. Today I want to talk about how tough it is sometimes to make decisions, like decisions that matter. But before I dive in, I wanted to share um, my morning adventures. So I was taking my oldest son to the bus. And because lately, you know, we're clo- we're getting close to the end of the season and summer holidays. But he's a, ah, he's a little bit tired in the morning. And I have been too. So we're not so fast. And then when it's time to head up for the bus, he's late. So I drive him. And we get in the car. I was wearing flip-flops and a Betty Boop bathrobe. (laughs) Not a pretty sight to see. Uh, The short version, like, covers just half your leg. Half your thigh. Not half the leg, but half the thigh. So, But, I mean, when you're just going to sit in the car and drive your son... I don't, what is it, 400 meters to the bus stop? So I'm hiding in the car. Yeah, pick, drop him off by the bus stop. Okay, have a nice day. Kiss, kiss, bye bye. And then I see this bus, and I'm thinking, that's not the ordinary bus, is it? But he says, yeah, that's my bus. And he, he gets on. And uh, I was very tired, but I had this feeling like, is that really the right bus? So. I'm looking at the bus, just at two cars behind it, and it's supposed to go straight, and it turns right. And from from being a sleepy head, I instantly turn into, I don't know, a sniper, sniper on a mission. All my senses were on, even the ones I didn't know I had. Uh, and I, I grab the phone. Luckily, I had my phone. I call my son. I start speaking before he answers. Just get off that bus. Get off that bus right now. Uh, He doesn't answer. But then he calls me. And without saying hello or anything, I just get off that bus. Get off that bus. And he says, Mom, I'm on the wrong bus. And I literally scream, get off the bus. Um, The bus is right now at a standstill by the stoplight. So I'm like, get off the bus. Uh, Tell the driver to open the bus. Say you're on the wrong bus like literally going mad and then I know that my son is not comfortable saying that to like an unknown person like a bus driver is like excuse me sir would you mind letting me off the bus I'm on the wrong bus he would be too embarrassed so he'd just stay on the bus but all of a sudden I see my child get off the bus and I was like oh my gosh oh and by the way to sort of um, make sure he got off the bus I pulled off the road and I just sort of turned right and I didn't look where I was driving. But there was a hole, so I may have damaged my car. I'm not going to simulate the sound, but boom, bada boom, uh, very loud. Um, So then uh, I have my child, he gets in the car, and now to get out of the hole I got myself into, uh, I had to floor it, yeah, full throttle backwards. Anyway, I got him to the bus, waited for the right bus to come, and he is safely now at school. So it was a, it was a rough start to today. Um, yeah. So anyway, what I wanted to share was about those decisions. Um, when I make a decision, I like to know that I have, uh, you know, analyzed the elements, that I have all the ingredients that I need in order to make the right decision. 
I'm I'm not scared of making big decisions that require sacrifice, commitment, effort, um, everything you have. That's not the thing. What I don't like is making a decision without knowing that, yeah, this is the right decision for me. Even if it's going to be hard, this is the right one. Or even if it's going to uh, come at a cost or mean I have to sacrifice this or that, it's still the right one. So uh, like many, many expats now, um, like for those of you living in Luxembourg or any country in the world that is not your home country, over the summer period, normally that's a time when a lot of us travel home to see our family. So that means you either get on a plane or you do a long drive in a car or maybe you take the train. So for me, it has been either the an airplane or the car. But now with corona and all the virus going on, I'm just not very keen on getting on an airplane, you know, inhaling the same air. Maybe I'm paranoid, but I just, I don't find it attractive as concept. So my thought has been to drive. And it's 1,300 kilometers with kids in the car, three kids, a teenager and two preteens, one being extremely preteen. The 16 hours in the car is... Yeah, it's um, it's special, huh? So it's not just the long drive. It is the 16 hours in total because you have to get on a boat ferry and you have to stop and eat and toilet visit and stuff that an adult can just go start and then stop when you're there. But with children, you kind of have to take breaks. And then there's the little element that I need glasses. Um, I guess it's an age thing, but, uh, why did I even say that? That's stupid. I need glasses and, uh, the, the time I feel it most is, you know, when the, when the sun sets and it starts to get a little shady, uh, everything is blurry by then. So I would need to do that before. And then the thing with four days driving. So it's going to be half the trip in one go then a hotel night and then I finally arrive and then when you go home you have to do the same thing over so five days sitting on your butt in a car with the preteens I've had moments when driving and I feel like "Mm, okay I've had enough I'm just gonna open the door now and throw one of them out that that's the best solution but you know you can't do that so I know I know I can't do that so huh and then Uh, I was speaking to my neighbor the other day, yesterday, and she said, we were talking about the trip, and she said, okay, but so if you leave now, you're going to have to consider that you may get stuck. uh, What? That's not something I've had in my calculation that um, I'm sure you've heard that out of all the countries in the world, how they manage the corona situation, Sweden kind of went their own way. And in the beginning, lots of people were like, yeah, the Swedes are cool. (laughs) They are, but I'm not sure they handle this the right way. Who knows? But so now, many countries don't want Swedes to come and visit. Denmark closed the border. So if I go there, one, will I be able to get home again? Two, I heard that if you have been in Sweden and you come back to your home country, you have to self-isolate for two weeks. So whatever you have going on in your normal life back home, if you leave for two weeks and then you self-isolate for two weeks, it means clients or people or persons, whatever, 
you'd regularly meet or want to meet, you're not meeting them for a month. So big decisions. And uh, I just spoke with my mom and we're trying to come to uh, some sort of decision that, yes, this is the right thing. This is the right way. I don't know that song. I don't know where it came from. Um, yeah, and when we come back, you know, maybe... I know some people have similar situations to me that another parent is going to go on holiday with the kids. And uh, what if we mess that up by saying, hey, no, they're not going because they're staying stuck in the house now, isolated. Or, hey, we're not even coming back because we're stuck up here. So, um, yeah, days like this, when you have to make decisions and you don't have all the elements, what do you do? I've come to the conclusion that for right now, I'm just keeping my pros and cons and my facts and my ingredients on a piece of paper and I look at it and the decision ultimately will be made uh, last minute, like literally the same day we leave if we leave. So I hope that your holiday plans are smoother or easier to make. I met uh, a lady in my village who is also from Sweden. They had made the decision to go. They even bought the flight tickets. So that's that. I take that into consideration. And then a friend of mine who has a lovely summer house in Greece, their own house, so not even staying at a hotel or meeting uh, random people, but, you know, at home, they're not going because they're not risking getting stuck or any kind of risk. So, ha, ah, decisions, decisions, decisions. Um, we'll see how this turns out. I hope you're having a great day and that you're making great decisions. Take care.